quite unusual. Um, I have something really important to tell you. Yes. So I was, last time we recorded, I was walking up the, the attic stairs with H.P. Lovecraft. Who is H.P. Lovecraft? That's my computer because it's an H.P. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's clever. I like it. Thank you. Um, except for him being a horrible racist, he's a fantastic sci-fi author. So And apparently a great computer also. It's an all right computer. It's an all right computer. So me and H.P. Lovecraft were walking up the stairs like we usually do. Like as just like as a, one does. Like yeah. a regular Monday night, right? Okay. okay. And um, she flew out of my hand. Oh, it's a she too. Obviously. Oh, everything's stupid. a she. Why am I? Why don't I even? Everything ask? that I, I like even... is a girl. Okay. Everything that I hate. All right. So she flew out of your hand. So H.P. Lovecraft <laughs> flew. I can't speak. Lovecraft. She flew out of my hands. Okay. Yeah. Um, and she hit like this edge of her hit the like the floor. Okay. And it kind of like came apart a little bit. Okay. Like this bit. And then I was like, oh, no, that's so bad. Because, like, you shouldn't, like, eat your fucking electronics into the wall, right? You shouldn't drop them. At no. Least. At least. Yeah. No, you're not supposed to. You're not supposed right? to. Right? You're not supposed to do it. I've said it once, and I'll say it again. My one truest enemy is gravity. Mm-hmm. It hates me. It hates me. And it hates everything that I love. So it kind of, like, came apart, but I was like whatever and i like shoved it back together and it made like clicky clacky noises and i was mm-hmm. like you're fine girl brush it <laughs> off um now it electrocutes me just a little bit wait what every time i touch it every time you touch it yeah it was i was sitting with it on my lap and i was like i feel like i'm getting like my legs are like itching like tingling weird and um i picked it up and i put my hand underneath it and i was like oh, it's like electrocuting me it's making you feel all tingly inside, you're saying? In a bad way. Yeah, baby! <laughs> That's all I have to say about that. Yeah, it's making me feel tingly inside. <laughs> but in like a like a really bad way. I don't know what any of these things... We updated our soundboard, um, and I can't yeah. remember what any of them are now. Or, or should I say... Um, Go ahead. Swing! Yeah, you should say that. Me of the tingly feeling. Me throwing either. my laptop into a wall made me feel... Swing! No, like when it... Oh yeah, when, when it makes it like you feel all tingly. When she tingles, stuff, you know, tingles me in the lap. <laughs> <laughs> we got new mics. Can you guys tell? Oh yeah, we got new mics. So I hope that this sounds good because we yeah. think it does. But we'll we find hope out. It does. We'll find out. I don't know what I'm yeah. doing. Do you know what you're doing? I didn't go to school for audio tech. Tech. Nicole, I kind of just like fall ass backwards <laughs> into life and hope for the best. So I love to YouTube things on how to do them. And that's what we did because we don't know how to work things. No, but hey, shout out to Road for giving us a bunch of stuff to play with. What up, Road? And hooking it up. Yeah. Thanks so much. Thank you for allowing us to screech into these beautiful, beautiful microphones. Yeah. Just, you know. Yes. That's what we say to that. That's another thing we put on the soundboard. Um, okay. <laughs> You know what? I'm going to put it out there. Uh, we're going to do a Patreon exclusive of us just fucking with the soundboard and you get to see it and you get to hear all the things that we can do with it and you're welcome. So that's going to be out on Patreon soon. Yeah. And if you have any requests, because apparently we can upload like Anything. an unlimited amount of sounds. The limit does not exist. <laughs> on our soundboard. Yes. So, uh, I mean, we just obviously, this was like the first couple of ones that we did. Yeah. You we're know? like, you know what we need? That's the bonkometer. That's the bonkometer. What's this one? 
That's the one that won't work. That's oh. the Patreon exclusive. This one works, though. Bill, what? Strange things are afoot at the Circle K. Yeah. yeah. So if you got, if you have any, like, movie preference ones <laughs> that you want us to do. The Yeah Baby one might be a little loud. I might have to figure that one out. We'll but. sort it out. We'll sort it out. Um, but, yeah, anyways, so we have that. It's amazing. We got the Zoom X. Amazing. My computer is electrocuting me every time I touch her. Amazing. You should probably get that. Uh, I think I need to. I know. That's what I'm going to say. Every time you touch it? Like, not every time. Just, like, sometimes. Maybe don't leave it plugged in also. I don't. Okay. Because I'm afraid of it, like, lighting on fire. Yeah, that's what came to my mind. Yeah. So, I don't know. Does it hurt? Or does it feel, like, kind of good? It feels, no, it doesn't feel good. It feels like a little, like, (laughs) pinprick. It doesn't hurt. like, when your foot falls asleep. Yeah, it's it's just, like, annoying. You're like, You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, and then I was like, that can't be right. And I put it up to my face, and it did it, like, in my eye. I was like, ah. Oh, that sounds sexy. Yeah, it was super cute. Um, Anyways, you guys are listening to the Quite Unusual Podcast, if you haven't figured that out yet. Um, I'm Nicole. I'm Noelle. And welcome. And I'm constantly being electrocuted. (laughs) Noelle's in a constant (laughs) state of electrocution. Yeah, it's pretty great. So welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. Sorry that intro was long. Um, I just needed to get that off my chest. That you're being tortured by your laptop. See, this this is what goes into the research that she does for you guys now. Not only does she take moments out of her day to bring us this lovely mm-hmm. researched episode that she's about to give us, yeah. she also has to suffer through the pain mm-hmm. in researching The slings you. and arrows of outrageous fortune. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean... Thank you is what I have to say for everyone. On behalf of everyone listening, thank you. You know what? You know what I have to say? I am not worthy of that thing. (laughs) I think you are. I think you are. Okay, I have a questie for you. What's the questie? Have you... You've watched American Horror Story, right? I've watched, yeah, every season except for the one, the last one that was New York and the Freak Show one because I just hated it. Oh, shit. What? This is... Is it the freak show one? It's the freak show one. That's the, that was my least favorite one. Well, I mean, I, ne- I never finished it. I remember watching it I, and being like, I don't like this. I'm I just not watching didn't the rest finish of it. it. I tried to, and then I like definitely didn't watch even the last episode yeah. at all. But it's weird because I powered through all the rest of the other stupid fucking seasons. Okay, Murder House was really good. Murder House is clearly the best one. Coven was the second best one. Yeah, but the second with the Asylum, that one's not bad. Asylum was the good too. The first three were solid. Oh, so Apocalypse good. is great because they bring back the Coven, you know. Yeah, I liked that. Um, what else is there? Roanoke kind of sucked. Roanoke, I liked where they were going with it. Yeah, Kathy Bates is just a, a babe. She's, oh my god, amazing. She's the biggest babe ever. I mean, that's just like, like the hottest cast of all oh, time. Oh, you know what? We should have She's a Babe. She's a bib. Okay. Well, we just if have you, this. Swing. Yeah. For now. That's good. Like, if you were a bib, you'd be Abraham Lincoln. Lincoln. Yeah, it's just going to be. We can't just fill it all with Wayne's World quotes, though. I mean, who? There's no law saying we can't. There isn't a law. There's so no law. We could. Maybe we do a whole Wayne's board. <laughs> Wayne's board. Yeah. <laughs> what are the other? Oh, there's that one where it was like the double feature. That one. Blowed. I didn't even watch that one. Blue. No, that one blue. I didn't watch it. Um, what was the, was the freak show one, the one with the aliens too? That was like Benny and Barney. No, that was Asylum. Oh, that was they Asylum. Like put that in there somehow. Um, I don't know. There's like, oh, there, oh yeah. The slash, it was like 1984 or something. Oh, the slasher one. That one was good. That one was fun. Cause I, I like that one. I like a slasher. Yeah. Yeah. That was fun. Well, this, um, I mean, you saw some of the, the freak show episodes. So yeah. I think familiar. I saw like the first three episodes. So you're familiar with Evan Peters. 
um, his Lobster Boy character. Yes, okay. I am. So his character was loosely based on a real man called Grady Franklin Stiles Jr. Any relation to Harry? I'm going to say yes, just for fun. Absolutely. He's you heard it here first. One of his not-so-distant relatives. Great-great-grandfather? I don't know how old this guy is. No, he's I'm, not I'm that old. I'm assuming he's great-grandfather. He's just, I'm going to say cousin. He's <laughs> his cousin. Once, twice removed. Yeah, once or twice removed. Once or twice. Once or twice. No this guy knows. died in 92, so. This is a research-based podcast. Yeah. <laughs> everything we say is factual and real to you guys. They wouldn't put it on the internet, and I wouldn't spew it out of my mouth <laughs> if it wasn't a fact. If it's on the internet, it's true, and if we're saying it on our podcast, it's also true. Because we did the research. Because everything we say is true. You guys should know yeah. this. Yeah. Right <laughs> yeah. 100%. This isn't a comedy podcast. Nope. This is a true fact. It's a geography podcast. Geography-driven podcast. Yeah. Yes. It's what we are. Facts. Down to our core. Figgity facts. Figgity, figgity, figgity facts. Yes. That's really good. Thank really you. Like Do we have a record scratch? We, we need like a... We did. No, I don't like that. That's like a stop record scratch. I need like a wicka wicka one. You know what I mean? Oh, I think it's closer uh, to me. You do the record scratches. I don't know. I can, we need like... A, the soundboard needs to be bigger because I can't see any of oh, this. <laughs> yeah, but I need like a wiggity whack one, you know? Oh, you want like a fun, funky one? Yeah, I want like a okay. like an R&B. I'll see I want like a, I want like an eighties hip hop like wiggity whack one. Okay, I'll see what I can find. We'll put it on the board. Thank you. Putting it on the board. Thank you. Okay, so um, we're gonna talk about a guy who is a lobster boy. Is is that a is is that like offensive to say or? Okay, so I was just gonna say something about that. Okay. Um. We're going to talk about some things in this show. We're going to say freak show. Um, actually, I don't think I do say freak show in this, but if we say freak show. But don't some of, don't like, don't they own that though as like their yeah. title? Yeah. And like Lobster Boy was like his title. Like that's okay. what he called himself. Lobster Boy. Right. So it's not. So, yeah. So I'm, I mean, we're going to say some things that some people might find offensive, but to be honest with you. Um, this is what they said about themselves. Right. So I'm just fucking, again, I am here yeah. to report the facts. Well, and there, I, like, when I went to Venice Beach, they have a freak show on the boardwalk, and yeah. they, it's literally called the freak show. Yeah, like, that's what it was called, and then obviously, like, freak became, like, a, I mean, it was a derogatory term at the time, and yeah. they, but they owned, owned it. it. It's yeah. Like their, they took it. Yeah. Yeah. So let's first talk about the actual genetic disability that this man suffers from okay because this is it's real it's very sad in my opinion mm-hmm. um it's called ectrodactyly okay. and this causes like a myriad of deformities from sometimes it can just you, like you can have like be positive of it mm-hmm. and you just have super dry skin and it's awful just all over your body yeah just like crazy style yeah. or like sometimes you get like dental defects where like you are missing like your front teeth Mm-hmm. It yeah. also causes cleft lips and palates, which you've seen, like those awful sad commercials that are like, for less than a cup of coffee. Yes. Every day. You, you can, can save yeah. this boy's life. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So that sort of stuff. Um, and then it can also present as more extreme deformities, like entirely cleft hands and feet and mm. just like total super sad blindness. So there's a wide range of things that. Yeah. Okay. Lots of things. So this stems from the Greek words. Ectroma, which means abortion, and dactylos, which means finger, 
this is because the most common way this presents is with the splitting of the hand and a lack of a middle finger, a finger abortion. <laughs> She's holding up her hand like it's a finger abortion. Finger abortion. Minus the middle finger. Minus the middle finger. It's like a reverse fuck you. It is a reverse fuck you. Mm-hmm. It's what you're doing right now. Yeah. It's called the finger abortion. So you heard it here. Picture like a thumb and like an index finger and they're connected. Okay. okay. And then the pinky and the ring finger are connected. Okay. And the middle finger's gone. The middle finger's just completely gone. Okay. Yeah. So it's like two giving the lobster claw like appearance. Yeah. Which is why they it's call like your exactly. Boy. Yeah. So it's like it's like a lobster claw or like a really extreme like hang loose, you know. <laughs> yeah. Or what's that uh star is that Star Trek where they do Oh yeah, the live v? long and prosper. Yeah. Yeah. But without the thumb. Without the thumb. Yeah. The hands and sometimes the feet also split, which is I feel like less common is what I'm seeing. To have both of them. Yeah. I mean, sometimes like it, it's super, it's super extreme. And like, if you're affected by it, like it just like fucking ravages your body in utero mm-hmm. and you have like these lobster claw, like hands and feet. Um, sometimes it makes the feet split like at the ankle bone. Ooh. So it's like kind of crazy looking. Yeah. Sometimes it just deforms the feet and like makes them really small or like you have like one super large toe instead of five little toes or you have a club foot. This genetic deformity can also affect only one hand. It can affect one foot. It can affect both hands. All four. It just, it's totally random. Mm -hmm. This genetic condition appears in approximately one in 90,000 births, which seems like a lot. I was going to say that seems more common than. But it's super rare because again, sometimes like it can just be like you have a cleft palate and that's the same thing. So not all of it's like not everyone is coming out with like lobster lobster. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, there's also a show on AMC. I don't know if you've seen it. It's called Freak Show. Yeah, that's the one that's, I'm pretty sure that's- From Venice Beach. From ben- Venice Beach, yeah. They have their their act is on the boardwalk at Venice Beach. Yeah, so I watched a couple episodes of it, obviously. And there's two characters who have this electrodactyly. Oh. I'm sorry, it's ectrodactyly. I keep saying electro because like it's just my brain's doing that. It's ectrodactyly. Carmen electrodactyly. Yes, Carmen electrodactyly. <laughs> and one of the siblings has- two fingers on each hand so her her hand is literally like this like Mm -hmm. it's like it's like a v formation basically and she has the bones from her index and middle finger i'm sorry from her thumb and her index finger but they're in like one like under the same skin so she has the bones and she can like move them kind of under like a skin but it's like a super wide finger uh, but she can move them within that, like, yeah, skin she can blanket. like move them like this. Like, oh, okay, I know this is an audio medium, so you guys can't see this. She's like moving but I'm, like, her fingers, writhing them around. <laughs> um, so she has that, and she actually can't walk because her feet are also deformed. Mm. And then her brother, he has his hands are, so, I'm sorry to say this, they're freaking crazy looking. Like, they, what do they look looks like? like he was like in an accident. He has. His full index finger and his full thumb, mm-hmm. his full pinky and his full ring finger. And right. they start at his wrist. Oh, my God. So he has like four super long like really fingers. Long. Yeah. I'll post a picture of it on okay. social media. He also has the ability to totally walk. He's like super tall, like just like a regular looking dude with like these fingers that honestly, I had to like double take them. They can. He can still use his hands like somewhat. Right, like totally, he can, he still can totally it. use it. Okay. He was like smoking a cigarette, like in between his pinky and his <laughs> ring finger. Dope. Yeah, he's like itching his eye while he's doing it, like with his other finger. He, like totally. Yeah. So he's just totally probably mobile. learned how to 
I don't know, live life with it. Yeah, and like she can too. She like has a little power chair that she like drives mm-hmm. around and stuff. So it's it's pretty crazy like how it I mean they're full siblings. So does that mean that it's hereditary different. then? It is. It's super hereditary. Okay. It lives on the X chromosome. I've seen that it sometimes skips generations, but I feel like you can't really Yeah. Do you know like how how uh, common it is? Like if you have it, is it like your kid's going to have it or is it just kind of like a crapshoot? It's like honestly 50-50. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's a it's a recessive gene. Mm, okay. So I guess maybe it makes it less than 50-50. I don't know. I'm not a statistics guy, to be completely honest with you. How dare you? This is a science-based podcast. Shit. You don't even know. Shit, I forgot. You don't even know. Okay, on to our real story. So Grady Franklin Stiles Jr. was born in June of 1937 in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania to parents Grady Franklin Stiles Sr. and his wife, Edna. Because if you have a boy, you name it your same name. Yes, Junior Junior. (laughs) He was the fourth child and the fourth generation that displayed the claw-like hands common with ectrodactyly. His grandfather, William Stiles, was the first in the family to show any sign of the condition in 1805. His son, Jacob, and his daughter, Alicia, had the condition... And then Jacob's son, Grady Sr., also had the condition that he passed down to his son. Grady Sr. decided that he was going to just, like, put that thing down, flip it, reverse it, take his condition, turn it into a moneymaker instead of, like, being ashamed of it. Mm, He's a businessman. Honestly, so smart. So smart. Right? And he joined a traveling sideshow under the name Lobster Man. Mm. And when his son, Grady, was seven, he entered him into the sideshow as well under the name, you're never going to guess... What? Lobster Boy. I thought you were going to say Lobster Man Jr. No, that would have been really good. You probably didn't even think of that. You know? Stupid idiot. Stupid guy. Crab Boy. (laughs) Crab and lobster are two different things. No! (laughs) You think a crab's a baby version of a lobster? (laughs) Yeah, just like how a pony's a baby version of a horse. Oh, totally. That's how it works. This is, yeah. We're now now a crustacean podcast. We... Are kind of jacks of all trade. We are. Yeah. We can do it all. That's we right. can. Jackies of all Renaissance trades. women. That's what, what we, we are. are. That's what we are. If we were alive during the Renaissance, we would be burned at the stake as witches. Mm-hmm. And because we're just so talented. Because we're so smart. And smart. Yeah. The Church of England would be like, look, okay, we know that you know the secret that crabs are just baby lobsters. And for that, we must put you to death. And then the babies of the crabs are shrimp. Everyone knows. Everyone knows it. It's like a Pokemon evolution. Okay. <laughs> it's a Pokemon. First they're shrimps, then they're crabs, <laughs> then they're lobsters. So every time you eat a lobster, that's a three hundred year old shrimp. Yeah, you're eating the the top like you're eating the top boss of mm-hmm. the line. Yeah. Like a crawdad. The final boss. <laughs> a crawdad is a teenage shrimp. Yes. It's like it all of this makes perfect sense. No, that's the shrimp's cousin, I thought. Oh, right, right. I'm not sure who how what his lineage is though. I haven't really done my skips research a, on that. Being a crab <laughs> skips a generation. We know how genetics works. Totally. Totally. <laughs> Grady Jr. was born with lobster-like claw hands, and he had very little use of his legs because his feet were so badly deformed at birth. For most of his childhood, he used a wheelchair, but he was made fun of for it, so he decided to abandon that and instead to get around on his hands. Wow, that's yeah. Because of this, of him? because of this, and like he was like super fast and like crazy, like 
like crazy good at it. Didn't his knees hurt though? No, he'd like lift his whole body up. So he just walked on his hands? Yeah. The fuck? How? He was like super fucking strong, dude. <laughs> yeah, sounds like it. Yeah, he was like honestly stacked. Like picture like the top half of Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Okay, I'm picturing it. It's with beautiful. like the legs of a three-year-old boy. <laughs> That's honestly terrifying. Yes, but... but also this man is three feet tall and he weighs okay. like a solid at least 200 pounds. He's just very top heavy. He's fucking jacked. Okay. And then has like tiny little legs. All right. Yeah. I would like to see a picture of this. Yes. He was said to be faster than most people are on their feet. He was faster on his on arms? his hands, like what? running around. I need to scurry, see a video of this. Scurrying about. What year is this? 1805? Shit. There's probably no video. No, 1937. <laughs> no. <he was> born. <laughs> 1937. I'm sorry. Um, also, he was super good at baseball, and people would pick him like number one for their baseball teams. He's like, we want Grady. He's the fastest kid alive. He's the, yes. Also amazing at sliding into home base. Damn. Yeah. How does he hold a bat, though? With his hands, he has human hands. Yeah, but if he's he using likes, them he as like his legs. rests on like his legs, like sits. Oh, okay. Okay, Grady Jr., when he grows up, he is an extremely violent man. Okay, all right. Like, full of rage. So he's got, he's a violent man with the body of Dwayne the Rock Johnson, which is extremely dangerous. Yes, but he's also the height of Mr. Krabs from Spongebob. Okay. Even more terrifying. Yes. He loved to get into fist fights despite not being able to make a proper fist. He would use his hands to just bitch slap people like so fucking hard that they were describing it as being hit in the face by a two by four. I was going to say that's arguably worse than actually getting hit by a fist if you're just getting hit by like. Can you, know, you imagine just like being fucking pummeled by like yeah. someone's little claw hand with like 200 pounds well, of like man a, behind yeah, it? Yeah, a flat surface too. I'd rather just take a fist to be honest. Absolutely. He also loved to do like that super like toxic masculinity move where he would insist on shaking someone's hand and like aggressively like pull them into them. So he was just a big asshole. He was a fucking dick. Okay. And then he'd squeeze the hand with his little claw to like prove how strong he was and hurt people. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Cool move. His favorite move was to hit someone in the side of the head with his hand, like fucking like hammer fist them in the head, (laughs) knock them to the ground, scurry over to them headbutt them in the stomach and then strangle the person with his powerful claw hands. Why has no one like made a horror movie based on this man? I do not know. It sounds terrifying. It, yeah. Especially because he was a fucking asshole. Yeah. He, I, don't, I don't feel bad about making fun of him because he's a dick. No. Yes. Because honestly, if you're a murderer, you're fair fucking game. Yeah. We can make fun of you for anything. Fuck off. You, you little piece of shit. You, so, lo- you lost the right when you killed a human. Yeah. So I'm going to make fun of this little twat and I'm going to make fun of his fucking stupid lobster hands. I won't do that of his children. No. Because they're nice people. No. They're great. They're amazing. But when you use your lobster hands for evil. Yes. I'm going to judge you for it. Right. Yeah. Like if you like use like your lobster claws to like pull the trigger of a gun mm-hmm. or like beat a woman. Yeah. Fuck you. Does did he, does he say the reason why he um, was this way was because he was like bullied and stuff, or is, was he just like an no, asshole? He just had like anger management problems. Oh, okay, so he was just like an angry, violent man. Yeah, like I saw, like his dad was fine. Oh, he's just like he's off. Like, I'll, like we'll we'll get into it more, but okay. he's a raging alcoholic. Okay, 
and he's a fucking misogynist and he's a racist and he's just like a super bad guy. Okay. Yeah. So it's just him. He's just an asshole. It's just this guy. Yeah. Also, we like to make fun of killers. It's what we do. We, yeah, we make fun of serial killers. So oh, sorry. He had a massive inferiority complex and he just was aggressive all the time. He was defensive when he met a new person. He had anger problems and he just assumed that he was like going to get made fun of. So he decided he oh. was going to take control of the situation and he was going to beat the living shit out of people for absolutely no reason. So this, he just every person that he met, he just beat the fuck out of. He would like intimidate <laughs> them and stuff, which like I kind of get like it's a defense mechanism. I get that. Right. But also like chill the fuck out, dude. It's that thing where it's like you have to like show them first before they get like the up like the one up on you yeah he was just like a rage-filled monster of her like of a person mm-hmm. yeah and i would say the same things about him if he didn't have deformities right when grady jr was an adult he moved to gibsonton florida which sounds like a fake british place sounds like a made-up sounds word. like a hallmark like i'm the duchess of gibsonton <laughs> you know <laughs> the Prince of Gibstonton is coming to town. Yes. I wonder if the single eligible woman who's been here taking care of her grandfather's tree farm would like to date him. Yes, but this is Gibsonton, Florida. Mm, that so, hits differently, though. There's no, there's, there's, no, there's no, no royalty in that. No princes. There's no carny, princes carny royalty. There's no princes in Florida. Yeah. I mean, honestly, this sounds like basically the coolest place on earth. I'm not going to lie. Like, if you worked at a sideshow or if you worked at a carnival, you were a social outcast, like just in regular society. People yeah. were like, oh, carnies, you can't trust them or right. whatever. But in Gibsonton, you could be among your counterparts, like among your people. Mm. It was sort of like a little like community of misfit toys. And I think that that's really sweet. Also, uh, though, there was a lot of alcoholism, drug use and crime. Like it was just rampant. So you're saying like a, a bunch of people who were a part of the... Carney, are we saying? Can we say Carney? We're anymore? saying Carney in this a part of like the Carney profession. They, this was kind of like a home base for them. Yes, yeah. Gibsonton okay. was where all the carnival workers would go during the winter. Gotcha, and stay there. Gotcha. Which, if you watched um, Freak Show, mm-hmm. the American Horror Story Freak Show, they go to Jupiter, Florida. Oh, so it's like loosely based off of Gibsonton. Yes, yeah. The sideshows and carnivals, they moved around the country during the summer months. So everyone would just kind of like come here in the winter off season and they would all just chill. I read there were also special laws in Gibsonton that allowed carnival workers to bring their animals home with them. Mm. Yeah. So it's basically like a trailer park, like a city that is a trailer park. And then in front, there's just like pens full of animals, like two headed cows, like chilling with some zebras and like a pig that like. I don't know, knows how to walk on its hind legs and like wears a little suit and it's called like Mr. Grumpy or something. Mm -hmm. Just like cool stuff like that. I'm just going to pretend in my head that all of those animals were taken really, really, really great care of and none of them were abused or left in cages primarily for their whole lives. Look, I'm going to say they had to keep them alive or they weren't worth anything. So at least they fed them and took care of them. Yeah, but that doesn't make them happy. They were probably all super happy. And I'm going to think in my mind that they were. They got to eat candy every day and they got pets <laughs> and they were, there were always rainbows in Gibsonton, Florida. Sure. Yeah. Sure. There were rainbows and meth, but it's fine. I mean, it's fine. 
that's what you lift the crystal up to the sun and it creates a small rainbow like a prism. <laughs> Math rainbows. <laughs> Grady Jr., who I'm just going to start calling Grady because I'm done talking about his father. Okay. Um, so Grady married twice in his life. His first wife was a woman called Mary Teresa Herzog. She was a young 18-year-old woman who had run away to join the circus. She was fleeing her abusive and incestuous home life. Mary Teresa was first married to a carny called Jerry Plummer. When she got there, she's like, you there, marry me. And he was like, well, okay, ma'am. She just demanded marriage of Jerry Plummer. I'm sorry. If you're Jerry Plummer and Mary Teresa Herzog walks into your carnival, you do what she wants. You're not going to not marry her. You're not going to not marry her. So she came into the carny life. She's an outsider. She just walked into the town and was she like, did. who wants to marry me? She's like, hello, boys. Oh, boys. And they all lined up and she chose one. That's what I'd like. Jerry Plummer. Jerry Plummer. Um, I couldn't find why they got divorced, but they did pretty shortly after mm. they got married. Probably because she just forced marriage upon him. <laughs> well, she met <laughs> Grady at the carnival. Um, a carnival that they were working at together called the World of Mirth, hmm. which sounds really nice. Majestic. Yeah. And she was like, yeah, I'm kind of done with Jerry Plummer. I'm going after this lobster boy. Mm. That one's for me. I prefer seafood. <laughs> so I'd like to think that she saw Grady through the crowd and she was like, I've had the old plumber. Now I want the young lobster. That's definitely what she said. She definitely said that. I prefer seafood. Grady thought that he was better than Mary Teresa because she was only a ticket seller. Grady. Okay. Well, because she didn't have any cool talent. But she was just a human being. She was just a regular just a person lady. walking around, being having all her fingers. Being Mary. Yeah, just being Mary Teresa. He finally decided that she was worth his attention when she worked her way up to a bally, which is basically like a carnival barker. So like she stands outside and she's like, like, come yeah, see yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah, here Lobster boy. <laughs> yes. And then she became a blade box girl. What's that? Uh, you stand in a box and someone saws through the box and oh. you have to move out of the way because this is a carnival with no regulations okay. or you get sawed into. Okay. Mm -hmm. Fun. Love that for her. Yep. And with Grady's help, she was able to become electric girl. Oh, what's this? As electric girl, she sat in a chair that sent electricity through her body, not unlike my experience with my laptop on my lap. Oh my God, are you electric girl? I don't want to brag, huh. but I am. Huh. So this allowed sparks to fly off of her fingers. Like she would like lift her fingers up and like lightning would like come out of them. And it okay. like supposedly looked super fucking dope. Okay. She could also take a light bulb and just like touch it to her cheek and it would light up. How did she, How? She was just there was a so much lady. like because they sent electric currents through oh, her body. Okay, that sounds really safe. Uh, yeah, I guess the way they did it was like it wasn't super dangerous because they like it was like higher amps than something else, and like so it didn't electrocute her. It just like used her to like conduct electricity. Okay. Definitely not good for your brain. I'm gonna say no. that. No, or like your heart. And uh, I'm not a doctor, but it's, she was fine. It's a guess. She was fine. Totally. She's still fine. If she's alive, I don't sure. know. She's fine. Sure, she's fine. But she was, for a time in her life, Nicole, electric girl. The electric girl. Yeah. So he was like, oh, shit. 
I'll fucking like this electric girl. I mean, yeah, she's getting electrocuted for <laughs> money, but I'm into it. She had to electrocute herself to get Lobster Boy's attention. That's love. Honestly. That's romance. Where's that is, this rom com? That is Carnival. <laughs> this is reminding me of the show Carnival. I don't know if anyone watched that, but I did not watch that. Big Carnival vibe. What is that? It was a show on HBO. I never actually finished oh. it. I watched the first season. Is Cara Delevingne in that? No. Um, I don't know what it is. Clea, Clea Duvall is, though. Oh, I like her. And that one guy from Pet Cemetery 2, I think. Yeah. Um, it was all right. But it was all about, like, Carney oh. back in the old days and stuff. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, this is exactly like that. It honestly sounds like it. In almost every way. Finally, as a performer, Grady was like, this one, this one right here, she's worthy of my love. You know, because he was a star and he thought he was hot shit. And he mm-hmm. was like, I can get any girl I want. But now I want you. I can get any girl I want. In the carny circuit. Yes. <laughs> he still thought that he was out of her league, though. I'm going to say his options were probably probably like limited, though. Yeah. It was like a bearded, bearded lady. lady, electric girl. Maybe like a t- oh the two I bet you everyone wanted to be with the two headed lady though oh yeah for sure yeah because yeah. men are gross men are there's something there's something <laughs> the two moved into a trailer together in Gibsonton Florida where Mary Teresa sold shrimp on the off season to fuel Grady's alcohol abuse problem okay yeah I mean because she just can't get enough seafood in her life they live this together is a very seafood heavy uh, episode we've got here yeah. Is this offensive to say? What? Seafood heavy? <laughs> no. He, he we, wanted to be the lobster boy. We were talking about the progression of lobster to, <laughs> or oh, shrimp yeah. to lobster. That's everyone, what I'm talking about. Yes, everyone knows the Pokemon evolutions. Mm-hmm. They lived together for nine years before getting married, and Mary Teresa put up with abuse the entire time. Mm. His drink of choice was a seven and seven. I used to love seven and sevens. I was a gross person. They're fine. I'm not not going to drink one. We drank one when we went to Paracon and went to that weird bar. We drank a seven and seven. We did. And then we left immediately. Why did we do that? I don't know. That was the first bar we went to and we drank a seven and seven and then we left. Why did we order that? I think because we were in a weird townie (laughs) bar and we're like, what do we get? They definitely have Seagram's. I don't remember doing that, but maybe I blacked it out of my mind. <laughs> and then we ate pickled eggs at the other bar. We did. And they it was were a delicious. Good time. Delicious. Yeah. It was great. Pickled eggs and mullets for all. <laughs> That's how you know you're in Sault Ste. Marie, <laughs> Michigan. So he would get loaded on seven and sevens, and then he would beat the shit out of sweet Mary Teresa, oh. making sure to never hit her in the face so there was no proof of abuse. What a jackass. Yeah. Um, so I just forgot to add this earlier but i wanted to say that everything that i read said that mary Teresa was like a fucking slam piece like a 10 really like fucking gorgeous like perfect body like so nice so sweet super pretty and he thought that that he was like out of her league why did she decide to insert herself into this lifestyle if she was like this hot ass because she was being beat and raped by her father So she she ran away to join the circus. Okay. Yeah. And then just kind of fell into this gross situation. 
They had three children together. Margaret was their first child, who sadly died just days after her birth due to pneumonia. Mm -hmm. Their second child, David, who lived about two weeks before dying of pneumonia. And then their third child, Donna, was born healthy and she survived into adulthood. She was unaffected by ectrodactyly. She took after her mom. But this made Grady resent both of them because he wanted a child to add to his lobster family show. He wanted a junior, junior. He did. He wanted a junior, junior. And instead he got just a normal, healthy daughter. And he was like, what How do dare he get a healthy daughter? He's like, what do I do with this? What do no, I do with you. this normal child? Oh, yeah. He hated Mary Teresa and he hated Donna so much that he would leave for days on like drinking benders. Allegedly, when he returned from one of these benders, he beat Mary Teresa so badly that she became unconscious. He then ripped her IUD. Oh, wait, maybe I should preface this with this wait. is a lot of aggression. IUDs existed in. Oh, yeah, they've been around for a long time. Really? Uh huh. The fuck? Yeah. I didn't know that. I don't know when they were invented, but this is what I read. Huh. So he ripped her IUD out of her uterus with his claw hand and then he raped her. Okay. In 1969, she gave birth to their final child, Kathy, who was born with electrodactyly. Electrodactyly. <laughs> Grady let everyone know that Kathy was his favorite child. Um, obviously, things were going great in their relationship. And Mary Teresa was like, you know what? I'm going to go. I'm going to go before I get pregnant again or get like beaten to death. So I'm just going to leave. Yeah. Um, Did she take her daughters with she her? She took her daughters with her. Good. She's like, us girls, Good. skip in town. The right move. Yeah. She saw an out when she met another performer called Harry Glenn Newman, a.k.a. Midget Man. All right. Who was interested in dating her. So she left Grady to get with Harry after Grady had thrown her out in the middle of the night in an alcohol-fueled rage. A dick. She's like, okay, we're going to go then, like for realsies. Goodbye. Yeah. Harry was an accomplished welder. He was just under three feet tall and he could like fit into all the little spaces that other people couldn't. So mm. he made a shit ton of money. So and he, he was super popular. He wasn't a part of this carny lifestyle at all. He was a little bit. Okay. Because he was like kind of. But he was a, it. like welder. He didn't do yeah, like, like any sideshows. He shit. was a welder. Okay. And then he like joined the circus. Okay. Yeah. So Mary Teresa saw this as like the perfect out. Like he's nice. He's like can provide for her and her daughters. And they they ran off together. Sadly, because there were little regulations at the time, he inhaled a lot of metal shavings while working. Oh, and he got really bad like respiratory issues. So mm -hmm. he had to go carny full time instead of just for funsies. Mm. But Mary Teresa didn't mind. Harry was sweet. He was kind. He didn't beat the shit out of her. He didn't even drink. Her bar was super low. Right. She was like, let's do this. I'm happy. Let's. She was like, you're nice. Let's let's get together. Yeah. Solo. Yeah. So solo. She moved to Ohio with Harry to live with his mother and start a new life. While she was gone, Grady filed for a divorce. He didn't tell Mary Teresa. And because of this, he was granted full custody of both girls because Mary Teresa failed to appear in court and was being held in contempt. That's the stupidest shit I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, even though, like, she knew nothing about it. Right. Like, she well, didn't know. Like, now there's, like, a subpoena process and you, like, 
they have like you know but back then i guess that wasn't a thing no he just like forged her signature and was like yeah we're getting divorced and then she, she never showed show up because she didn't know it was happening it's bullshit yeah he did this to just be an asshole to her yeah, like he didn't even like want it. these children he just didn't want her to have the children mm. grady showed up one day in ohio he supposedly grabbed his daughters by their hair and threw them into the back of his truck. Mm. And then he drove them back to Florida. And Mary Teresa couldn't do anything because there was a court order stating that she wasn't their legal guardian. Oh, no. Grady had already remarried by this time to a woman called Barbara. Every account I read said that Barbara was an extreme alcoholic. Everyone said that like her face was sunken in. Which just seems what? mean to say, and that her hair was like weird and stringy, and like I'm picturing her like riffraff style from She's like just, like really ugly, yeah, just like a very thin, malnourished alcoholic woman. Okay, they would get into physical fights and screaming matches every single day. So they were perfect for each other then. Yeah, basically. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool, cool. She gave birth to their only child together. Grady Styles the, the third, of course, junior, junior, <laughs> in 1976. Grady was the third born with lobster claw like hands, just like his father. Sorry. Grady the third, Grady Jr. Jr., was born with lobster claw like hands, just like his father. Shortly after, Grady Jr., Big Grady, Big Grady? Just the one junior. Grady. Grady, Grady Jr. the first. first. <laughs> he moved the whole family back to his hometown in Pennsylvania to tour as the Lobster family. Mary Teresa wanted her kids back. So after years of fighting, she came up with a plan to get them back for good. She asked to have the girls over for Christmas, and she offered to come pick them up, drive all the way to Pennsylvania, pick the girls up, just do Christmas. She'd drop them back off. No big deal. Well, right? She was going to take them, right? That oh, yeah. Man. She fully planned on taking them. Yeah, I would too. Fuck that guy. And Grady was like, yeah, sure. You could take them. But get a drink with me first. Oh, no. And she was like, desperate times call for desperate Honestly. measures. And he was like creepy and being like, why'd you ever leave me? Like. We were so good together. Let's, <laughs> like, why'd you ever leave me? Let's be at this bar. Let's go to the bar. Well, actually, he's from Pennsylvania, so he probably had one of those. He would what say, is the Pennsylvania accent? Oh, it's so like, they like say water instead of water. It's like real subtle. They say use. Water. Use guys. Use guys. Mm -hmm. That's Pennsylvania? They say use. I thought it was like New York. Use guys. Use. Oh. Use water drinkers. Okay. Whatever you say. Instead of saying Italian ice, this drives me insane. Instead of saying Italian ice, yeah. they say water ice. In Pennsylvania? Uh-huh. Water ice? Water ice. And only in Pennsylvania? Yeah. Why? Water ice? Um, What the fuck? It's called Italian ice. Ice is water frozen. So you're just calling it water water. <laughs> water ice? It's water ice. Water ice. Did you watch the Mayor of Easton? I did not. Oh. No. You're just going to hear a lot of water. Yeah, I just, I'm, that's a pass for me. I have no intention of doing that. It's not, it's not, sorry. It's not for me. It's not, I get that. I it's get not that for me. Sure. So she agreed to meet him at a bar, his favorite bar, mm. and have a drink. But, of course, she brought Harry with because she's not dumb. Yes. She brought her husband. Good choice. Mm -hmm. 
Harry, Mary Teresa, and Grady met at the bar, and they ordered a seven and seven. Gross. One drink turned into five or six or seven. God, come on. And they finally went back to Grady's trailer to get the girls. When they got there, Grady was like, why don't you go in the... I don't know. I don't know how to do this accent. He's like, why don't you go make us some coffee with water and <laughs> use the water, not the water ice, <laughs> just the plain water, regular water, <laughs> regular water, please. <laughs> that's, I love how that's the only thing about a Pennsylvanian accent that, you know, like that's the only thing I know. You can only say one word. <laughs> that's that. Otherwise it sounds like, our accents kind of yeah. like, it's I, you just should like, just use the one that you used before for him we were like let's have a drink hey why don't you hey. go in the, in like, the kitchen and make us some coffee with water that's uh, like the douchey guy that's like our douchey guy <laughs> accent yeah okay all right i'll just use that so why do you like go in the kitchen like <laughs> make us some water coffee oh like, that'd be great if you could just like go do that thanks yeah and she's like okay sure so she goes and she makes coffee for the three of them she brings it back into the living room and she sees grady pointing a gun at harry's face oh that's fine and normal yeah love that so just imagine walking in and seeing your lobster Mm ex-husband standing in front of your current husband Mm -hmm. three foot tall welder harry glenn Mm -hmm. and he's got a gun like six inches from his face Mm -hmm. and you just have coffee in your hands and you're like you're like fuck what do you do right well so she sets the coffee down and she goes to walk up to grady and he points the gun at her and then he takes his lobster hand and he puts it in his mouth and he whistles like a dog whistle and a goon comes in through the back door slams the door open fellow sideshow worker paul fishbaugh aka the fat man. Clever name. I'm guessing he was fat. Yeah, but like, okay. not that fat even. She should have thrown coffee in their faces. Oh, that would have been a sick move. That's what I would have done. That would have been so sick. Or like done like the Kill Bill move where she drops it and then kicks it with her foot. And then like as she's doing that, she like grabs the gun out of his hand and like flips it around. And I need you to remember that Mary Teresa spent many years being electrocuted for like for fun. Yeah, so like, I don't know, harness that electric... <laughs> stream in your body and zap his ass you know what you're right she should have done it yeah just go full like <laughs> full electric girl electric on their girl. Pew, pew. <laughs> just yell electric girl and yell your moves electrical <laughs> kick to like disarm them so electric girl ultimate punch <laughs> so uh paul fishbaugh fat man, fat man. comes in and he's like, hey, you better not do anything. And she's like, okay. <laughs> That's what he said? I don't know. Yeah, something like that. He just like stood there like intimidating. And then Grady's got a gun. And Grady scurries over to Mary Teresa. He's like, hey, come down here. Hey, why don't you just come down here? Wait, is he walking on his legs or does he still his use hands, his arm? So, okay. His little hands. <laughs> so he like scurries over to her. I'm picturing it. And he's like, get though. down here. And she does. And he bitch slaps her in the face, like super just, fucking hard. He's on his hands. Just kick him. Literally. This is this he is, is three feet tall. This is my issue with the child's play movies. He's three feet fucking tall. Just kick him in the face. Just kick him in the face. Kick him in the face. He does have a gun. 
and there is a giant kick it out of his hand i mean it's like at kicking distance it's like i'm gonna assume like a five foot five woman this fat man who i don't know how tall he is i'm gonna assume if he's like sideshow worthy he's got to be at least six foot at least right totally got to be at least 300 pounds right 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 right, to be considered not just a regular man yes totally Mm -hmm. and then your husband who is also just under three feet tall right She's the second tallest person in that room. She is, this is so true. <laughs> but she's the least armed. Well, she has coffee in her hands. She's yeah, I mean, I would argue that her husband is the least armed. That's true. So yes. Yeah. That's 100 percent true. So Grady slaps Mary Teresa. She falls down. He threatens to kill her if she quote unquote ever bothers him again. He says, I'll kill yous. I'll kill your husband, and I'll kill your baby son. I'll just kill all you guys. Water. (laughs) By not giving you water. So they just leave. Okay. They just leave. They're like, okay, we want to be alive. So they left. They're like, okay, bye. Left the girls there. Um, A few years later, in 1978, Grady's rage would finally reach a murderous zenith. I like that murderous zenith. Right. Thank you. Thank you so much. His oldest daughter, Donna, is 15 at the time. Remember, she's the one. The normal one that he hates. Yes. Absolutely hates her. She's 15 at the time. And she decides that she's had enough of living in an abusive family where she's considered everyone's least favorite. Mm -hmm. She's like getting abused by her stepmom, Barbara, getting abused by her father. Just everyone hates her. She's an outcast. So she leaves home with an 18-year-old boy that she's been secretly dating called Jack Lane. Okay. When Grady realized that Donna wasn't home, he got all of his goons together and they start looking for her. How many goons does this guy have? I'm just going to assume he has like a whole sideshow behind him. He's just got a bunch of goons. He's got like a super tall guy. He's Mm. got like a guy that's like covered in tattoos and for some reason that's a sideshow attraction. He's got like a lizard guy. That just like cut his tongue open. Yeah, a guy that has like hooks sticking out of him for no reason yeah totally just like a bunch of like sideshow performers trolling the streets looking for donna (laughs) fuck yeah some scary shit honestly a little bit yeah yeah so he finds where she's living and he gets her phone number and he calls her he said he's going to call the cops and they're going to come get her and he's going to have her thrown in juvie or she can just come home but either way, he's going to kill Jack. Why would she come home then? I'd be like, well, you're going to kill him anyways. I'll try to just run further. So she tells her dad that she's pregnant. Okay. She's like, Jack got me pregnant, even mm. though that's not true at all. I read she was like a virgin still. Like they like were dating, but it was like super chill. And like okay. Jack was like a really nice guy. They were like all cute and shit. Yeah. Like okay. super nice. So Jack is just like a super nice guy, like trying to help Donna out. I don't know, young love, whatever, right? Mm -hmm. So she tells Grady that she's pregnant. It's Jax, even though she's not pregnant. Mm -hmm. She says, if you let me marry Jack, then I'll be an honest woman. Right. And we'll be a happy family and, like, you won't have to deal with me anymore. Right. Because, like, God forbid a woman have a child without being wed to a man back in that day. So he was probably, like, dishonored to the family. Yeah, a bastard child (laughs) here. In the lobster house? Not in my lobster home. In Grady's Crab Shack? (laughs) 
not in this lobster cage. <laughs> Crap shit. So, so he agrees to sign the paperwork that will allow his 15-year-old daughter to marry an 18-year-old man. He's like, fine, whatever. I don't care anymore. Donna's ecstatic. She makes plans to get married on September 28th of that year. The day before the wedding, Grady was super drunk. He went to his favorite bar. He drank almost an entire bottle of whiskey there. Wow. He was drinking doubles all night long. And then he went home to drink a, quote, gallon of whiskey that he had in his trailer. So just more whiskey. Whiskey on whiskey. Yeah. He just abandoned the other seven, you know. (laughs) Nope. Just the one seven for me. Just one seven today. (laughs) So he's home. He's fucking shit faced. He's sitting, stewing in his own anger. He's mad about Donna leaving. He's mad that he doesn't have control over her anymore. And at that moment, Donna, Jack, and Grady's wife, Barbara, come in. They've returned from the department store where they were buying Donna's wedding dress Aww. because Barbara bought it for her, which wow, is kind of nice. Yeah, it's like it's kind of nice. The only nice thing she's ever done for this poor girl. I mean, I guess that's like her only daughter if you think about it. Well, she's got the other one with the lobster. Oh, yeah. Ends. Well, that they're technically not hers, but. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, so she buys her a dress. Um, they find pissed drunk Grady just sitting in his recliner screaming about his missing wheelchair. Because at this point, he's older. So he's been using a wheelchair in public. He's not jacked anymore. No, he's not running around like on his hands anymore. Yeah. He only does that at home. Mm. That's for home time. <laughs> okay. He uses his wheelchair for public time. So he probably left it at the bar. I'm assuming. Maybe and like scurried home on his hands. <laughs> so weird. Donna and Barbara go outside to look for the wheelchair while Jack stays inside the house to help Grady look for it. The women run back inside after hearing two gunshots to find Jack stumbling around, shot twice in the back. No. And he falls into Donna's arms and he dies. Her father is standing on his knees wearing only white tidy whities brandishing I mean, a gun isn't the whiteness implied when you say tidy whiteies i'm gonna say whitey tidies you're right he's wearing stained off white <laughs> once white tidy whiteies shit stained honestly anyone that's wearing tidy whiteies that's a choice the tidy whiteies or whitey tidies i always heard tidy whiteies Whitey tidies. I guess it doesn't. Now they matter. both sound ridiculous. They do, right? The so, more you say it, the more it's just like one of those things. You're like, is that even a thing that people say, or did I just make it up in my head? I don't know. I don't know either. He's wearing underwear. <laughs> Stay shit stained underwear. There's definitely track marks in there, <sighs> for sure. Yes. And he's laughing and he's smiling. She says, "Why would you do this, father?" And he says, "Because I said I would." I'm a man of my word. He's the fucking worst. I know. Right? The worst. So they call the cops. Uh, The cops come. They arrest him. He goes to trial shortly after. He's like, yeah, I did it. And I'd do it again. Water. (laughs) Water, please. I'm a little thirsty. (laughs) From all the murdering. (laughs) The jury took three hours to deliberate, and ultimately they found him guilty. From an article that I read... Grady said that he murdered Jack out of, quote, love and compassion for his daughter. I don't think, you know, that's not a thing you did, sir. It's reported that he wept silently 
as the verdict was read. I'm sure he did. Yeah. I'm sure he did. Mm-hmm. His defense attorney, Anthony DeCello, I'm picturing like like a really seedy, like greasy, little slimy attorney. Definitely wearing a pinstripe suit. 100%. Yeah. Absolutely. He's got a cigar in his mouth, too. Hair slick back. Hey. Yeah. It's me, Anthony DeCello. Yeah. So he hires Anthony DeCello for his defense attorney. Mm-hmm. And he said that Donna's testimony was, quote, the greatest hurt and the greatest shame. Because obviously this was just like a spiteful teen that hated her father and Grady had only done it in self-defense. Oh, sure. And like he was right. doing what was best for his daughter. Like that's how he tried to spin this. I hate this guy. Yeah. she's So she's spiteful out for what out of what? Like that she doesn't have lobster hands or what? I don't know. Or is like trying like, to spin it that like she hated her father. So she like, got married to a man. That's what she was doing. And like he was the worst. And like this was all self-defense because Jack came at him first. Sure. Yeah. Sure, Jan. The lawyer said, try and visualize the love and compassion this poor soul has for his children. And Donna shouted, I never want to see you again. Know what? I'll see you at your grave. That's a fucking power move. Hell yeah. I love that. Hell yeah, Donna. But the jury took pity on him. What the fuck? And decided that he shouldn't have to go to prison because because of his condition. And instead, he could serve his sentence under house arrest. They deemed it to be cruel and unusual punishment to keep him in a prison that was not equipped to handle to handle a disabled man in a wheelchair. Oh, have they met this guy? Because, like, he's the worst and he absolutely belongs in prison. But, like, on trial, he's like, I just, I loved my daughter as much as I loved water. <laughs> I heard what you did there and I loved it. Thank you. You combined daughter uh-huh. with water. I did. And honestly, it's kudos. Pennsylvania. It's, one of the, it's one of the best things you've ever done. Thank you. Thank you so much. So he was actually given the choice. He could either receive artificial limbs in physical therapy to like use the limbs, like learn how to like use them and walk okay. like a person. And he could go to prison for 10 years. Okay. With those artificial limbs and physical therapy. Does he get to keep them afterwards? I would assume. Yeah, maybe. Oh, I don't know. Okay. Well, I mean, physical therapy is very expensive. Yes. I just spent $1,500 to fix my knee. So well, I've got a $1,500 knee. <laughs> Now I have a $1,500 knee. <laughs> or he could be given probation okay. for 15 years and he would have to stay home, but he could move as long as he stayed home when he got to where he was going. He just didn't get uh, artificial limbs and physical therapy. Yeah. Or have to go to prison. So he just got to stay home for 15 years. That's an easy fucking choice he obviously chose the 15 years probation i mean like i said physical therapy is very expensive but he was already like living like this how old was he at this time probably like in his 50s yeah he's like late 40s 40 41 42 okay so he's lived majority of his life this way and they're like we could give you artificial limbs which is probably just like strapping leather around like I don't know what artificial leg. limbs were in like the late 70s not great I'm just gonna say that I'm gonna assume not good at all not great no or you can stay home <laughs> I like it's how it's either 10 or 15 they just tack on an extra five yeah they're like this will do it you just have to stay home for 15 years 
years. Yeah. Or Easy. go to prison for 10. I would I I would stay home for 15. I'm basically yeah. do that now. Yeah, no shit. He obviously <laughs> chose to stay home. Yeah. He's like, oh, I mean, it's a rough sentence, but I'm not sure which one I'm going to pick. But I got a, I got a, I got a freezer full of water ice, <laughs> and I'm going to do it. It's going to be to last me for 15 years. <laughs> so yeah, he obviously chose to stay home. Right. Grady's attorney also made sure to mention that he had cirrhosis of the liver and oh. emphysema from smoking and drinking, quote unquote. His pain away. Oh, sure. For yeah. so many years. Okay. Mm-hmm. Pain from what? Uh, self-inflicted pain from being a giant fucking asshole. Okay. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Grady had raised $14,000 to help pay for his legal defenses. What? Uh, of which he used very little. So he had a shit ton of money. And he decided, I'm going to leave my wife, Barbara. I'm going to dip out. And I'm going to start a sideshow where I'm the number one entertainer. Okay. Bye. So, do we what around what time is it now then? Like 1969 ish. Uh, nice. That is nice. No, it's not. It's 1978. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's well, it's probably like early 1979 at this point. Okay. Yeah. So, he's like, I'm leaving my wife. I got all this money. I'm going to go be I'm going to be a star of my own shit. Yeah. And in the weirdest of my own crap shack. <laughs> of my own crap shack. This is Daddy's Crab Shack, baby. <laughs> Grady's Crab Shack. Grady's Crab Shack. And then in just like the weirdest twist ever, mm-hmm. Mary Teresa tracks Grady down and she's like, hey, big boy, little, little big lobster boy. <laughs> Actually kind of little. So you don't use your legs, but whatever. How you doing? Oh, okay. I like this. Yeah. Because like her it. husband, Harry, had been injured, falling 15 feet. Wow. He was welding and he fell 15 feet. So he hurt himself real bad and he was now wheelchair bound and he made very little money. So Harry and their son, Harry Glenn Newman Jr., a.k.a. Little Glenny. That was a beautiful bill extraction. <laughs> I just extracted a cat from the table <laughs> and I don't think you guys heard a single thing. They didn't. They wouldn't have known unless I said it. Because of these mics. Thank you, Rode. Beautiful. Thank you, Rode. For hiding our cat extractions. <laughs> so Harry and their son, Harry Glenn Newman Jr., a.k.a. Little Glenny, okay, start performing in sideshows to make ends meet. Harry, Mary Teresa, and Donna, who moved in with her mother after her father killed her fiancé, and Little Glenny, who was mentally challenged, by the way, I forgot to mention that, went on the road to do like their little sideshow thing. Glenny worked under the name of Blockhead, okay. where he would shove nails up his nose, sometimes using a hammer to add some flair. So um, Grady was just okay with his kids moving in with Mary Teresa now? He like didn't give a shit. So all of that trouble and like... Didn't give a shit at all. Killing his daughters. Nope. <laughs> like the, the whole reason. He didn't even get in trouble for it. But that was like the whole reason why he killed him, because he didn't want his daughter like leaving. Well... And now he's just like, eh, now I got this other thing going on. Just fuck, I don't fucking care. Just go wherever you want. Yeah. And then he's like supposed to be under house arrest, but he's like, I'm actually <laughs> going to go on tour. And they're like, okay, have fun. That's so good for you. We're so happy for you. Yeah. It's yeah. amazing. So just like nothing matters at all. Okay. At this time, Mary Teresa 
gets back with Grady because she's sick of taking care of Harry because he's like wheelchair bound mm. and like girls got to eat, you know, and like he's got all this money now. Girls got to eat. So she made Grady promise to stop drinking and he was like, yeah, for you, baby. Absolutely. Fucking kidding me. So he stops drinking. Okay. Um, he said he's not going to waste the second chance at life with his one true love, Mary Teresa. This is fucking bad shit. Okay. And she's like, oh my God, he does love me. Oh, oh my God. Honey. Oh my God. Dump him. Oh my God. Dump I did. Him. I did once, but I'm back now. God. They get married. Wait, so then- Harry's just like her husband who's like now wheelchair bound and she's like i don't want to be with you she's anymore. just like yeah um actually i want to get back with my ex so like, yeah what, what did he just did he she live just with divorce them? she just divorced him okay and, like, so left. he's just gone just fucking okay. left okay so grady and mary Teresa get married they move back to florida to a town called okeechobee oh that's kind of cute kind of cute right? okeechobee this is where Donna Donna comes with, um, Glennie comes with, Harry comes with also to work in the sideshow. Okay, so at least he's still there. They, yeah. She didn't like abandon him like, bye. No, okay. but she's like not living with him anymore. He's just like kind of tagging Just like along. works there. And Donna's still there? What the fuck? I don't know, man. Donna meets a guy. This is such a messed up situation, but carry on. Yeah, so Donna meets a guy. Her father's like, I want you out of my fucking house. Oh, now he does? Now he does? Here's $300. Go marry that man. Okay. She's like, I had a man to marry, and you shot him, Dad. Well, now he's paying her to marry someone. Where is she does. Where is the younger daughter in all this? She's, she's just like there, there, too. Kathy. Okay. She's just chilling. She's just chilling. She's there. For sure, for sure. Just being just lobster being Kathy. girl. Kathy being Kathy. Classic Kathy. <laughs> Almost immediately after moving, Grady begins drinking again, even more than he did before. And he becomes even more abusive than he was before. At 52 years old in 1992, Grady decides that he needs to get back on the road and do what he was born to do. Be a lobster boy for money. Wasn't he already doing this? They were like doing it in Okeechobee. But he's like, we're going nationwide, baby. Oh, he wants to go on tour now? Get the trailers together. Oil the trailers up. (laughs) So they decided it would be a family affair. Mary Teresa would sell tickets and she would do the carnival barking. Kathy and her husband would run the odd animals exhibit. Oh, I love that for them. Yeah, they had like a raccoon that had two heads and it was like alive. Cool. So cute. Donna ran the gorilla show. They had a fucking gorilla? No. I thought that too. But then I looked up what a gorilla show was. Okay. (laughs) And basically she dressed in like leopard print clothes and like pretended to be like feral. Okay. And then like she would go in a box and then like spin the box around and then they'd open the box and a man in a gorilla suit would be like wearing the same clothes. And they'd be like, we've turned her into a gorilla. And everyone was like, yeah. And one guy's like, (laughs) (laughs) sounds thrilling. Yeah. So Donna ran the gorilla show. And then Kathy and Grady the third were lobster boy and lobster girl. Okay. So there was like a little, little sideshow going on. This whole time, Mary Teresa had been skimming money, just like a little bit off the top to kind of save up. 
She was like working on a little plan. She was like, Mary Teresa's got something in her back pocket, you know, okay. a little cash here and there. Kathy and Mary Teresa decided one day that they wanted Big Grady to be dead. Oh, yeah. Now, now you want him dead? I mean, yeah. he had it coming, but. But they needed someone to pull the trigger because they weren't going to do it. Mm. So they asked a carnival worker his thoughts, and he was like, oh, what? No, that's crazy. They were like, yeah, that was crazy. We were just kidding. We were just, yeah, totally. We were just joking. We wouldn't do that. We were joking. It was totally a joke. That would be crazy, right? Totally. And then they just kind of like let it go. Okay. And then they got back to Florida after they traveled around during that summer. And they met a 17-year-old juvenile delinquent called Chris Wyant, who was looking for a job at the carnival. Mm. So they hired him. They're like, you can take care of the animals. You can do whatever. Who cares? Okay. And once again, Kathy and Mary Teresa are just like casually chatting about how they really want Big Greedy to be dead. Like, wouldn't it be cool if you killed him? Like, wouldn't that be fun? Well, they didn't say it to this kid. Oh, okay. They're just like, hey. Wouldn't it be fun if, like, he died? If, like, dad died. Like, wouldn't it be, like, wild? If someone here murdered him? But who would do it? Oh, my God. Who would do it, guys? Wouldn't it be wild? Like, who? Like, honestly, kind of fun. <laughs> kind of fun. So they're overheard by little Glenny. Oh, no. Who mentions it to Chris Wyant. Oh, okay. Yeah. He's like, so my mom and sister were talking about how they want dad dead. <laughs> and Chris is like, all right. I'll do it. I'm how much you got? And Glenny's like, no, that would be crazy, wouldn't it? <laughs> and according to an interview that I read with Glenny from like 2015 or something, like not that long ago. Oh, yeah, because like I'm picturing in my head that this is like no. 1905, but this is like 1992 right now. So literally, this is we are alive when this is happening. <laughs> yes. yes. So in this interview, I read. Glenny says it's just a big misunderstanding. Like it was, this was never a murder for hire, ever. Okay. He just like he overheard this. I said it to him. He was like, "Yeah, I'll do it." Um, he accidentally gave Chris Wyant fifteen hundred dollars to shoot Grady dead. Oh, Glenny did this. Yeah, but it was an accident. Oh yeah, no, totally. He didn't mean to give him fifteen hundred dollars to shoot someone. So Glenny's the youngest one, right? Okay, so he's kind of like the one. Who's orchestrating? He's like the the middleman between the girls and then this Chris guy. Yes. Okay. But he's also like again, he's mentally challenged. Mm -hmm. He's like that's probably why they put him up to it because they figure like if we do <sighs> yeah. get caught and he's the one that like orchestrated it, they're probably gonna go easy on him. Isn't it sad? It is really sad. They're exploiting him for sure. Oh yeah, totally. So he gives Chris Wyant fifteen hundred dollars, and he's like, "What if?" Big Grady died. <laughs> and Chris is like, yeah, totally. That'd be crazy. It's so crazy. So November of that year, a couple weeks later, a couple weeks after being paid, uh, Chris hasn't killed Big Grady yet. Mm. And Glenny goes to his house and he's like, you got to do this deed like ASAP or else my mama is going to call the cops and say that you stole $1,500 from her. Mm. Okay. Okay. Supposedly, Mary Teresa didn't know about any of this. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. But once Glenny told her, 
that night that he was having their father murdered, she was like, oh, sick. That's crazy. Uh, he's drunk in his recliner. And actually, I have to go do something outside. Oh, so she told that to Glenny. Yeah. So Man. like her, like Mary Teresa and Kathy leave. Mm. They're like, we got to go do girl stuff. Girls being go, girls. Like, get our nails done. Whatever. We're going to be out of the house for like three hours in case anyone wants to do anything. Bye. You know, shoot a guy in a recliner. And it's like 11 p.m. They're like, we just like have something to do. So we have to go. Right. So. <laughs> that was cat extraction number two. Wow. Beautiful. Beautiful job. Thank you. Okay. So they leave the house. Mm-hmm. And. Grady is in his room sleeping. This is Grady Jr., the third. Okay. Okay. So he's there. Chris walks in, and he shoots Big Grady in the back of the head three times, and then he leaves. Mm-hmm. The cops come, and they question Glenny. Okay. Who immediately says everything, because he knew all this, and he's mentally challenged, and they put him up to it. Yeah. Aww. And they're like, what the fuck, right? And he's, he's like, just like, I, this is what happened. Like, he probably doesn't even understand that. Yes. Yeah. They're like, this is what happened. Yeah. That he's giving anyone up at this point. Yes. So I read this article by Grady Stiles third, and he says that there's one thing that he wishes that he could have said about his father, and I feel like this is like kind of wraps all this up for me. Mm-hmm. He says, thank you for showing me who not to be, and maybe you can appreciate who I became because of that. You were a drunken bastard, but you were my dad. That's kind of sad. It's super sad because, like, these kids just, like, were abused. And, like, their life was awful. But, like, he, he was their dad. So, yeah, yeah. that's that. So at the end of this, Chris Wyant is convicted of second-degree murder, and he's sentenced to 27 years in prison. Fuck. Glenn, I like how he gets more. He pulled the trigger. <laughs> I know, but he gets more prison time than, like. Well, Glenny is sentenced to life in prison. What? Because it was, like, because he, he, he was the one that paid, paid him. him. Yeah. Mary Teresa is sentenced to 12 years in prison for conspiracy to commit murder. Okay, that's where it's fucked up. Mary Teresa is sentenced to 12 years in prison for conspiracy to commit murder, Mm -hmm. yet older Grady gets 15 years of just being at home on probation for actually murdering someone. Yeah. That's a little fucked up. Totally. But she wasn't home, and they're like, well, she didn't do it, but whatever. So she gets 12 years in prison. For conspiracy to commit murder, but she's released like just a couple years in and put on probation. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah. And like, yeah. And that's the, lo- the story, story of the, of lobster, the lobster boy, boy murders. Uh, yeah, m- murders. Yes, there murders. was a lobster boy murdered someone, and then a lobster and then boy got he murdered. He got murdered. Yeah, he got got. Right. Well, I've never heard that before. When you told me you were doing this this story, I was like, huh, haven't heard of this one before. I know. I was googling. Um, I wanted to do a murder. Yeah. Because we haven't done a murder in a while. Yeah, there's there are murders on my list too. Yeah. Upcoming. Yeah. And I was going to do one about like a woman from Chicago and like that's still on my list and it seems pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I saw this. Mm. It was like it involves everything I love. Yes. Seafood. Murder. Seafood and murder. Carnival folk. <laughs> we should start a podcast called Seafood and Murder. Seafood and murder. Where we eat seafood and talk about murder just like all of of us like cracking crabs open (laughs) like all of those podcasts where it's like wine and true crime that's i guarantee you that's the name of at least 17 podcasts. seafood and And serial murders (laughs) seafood and serial Serial. (laughs) killers 
<laughs> All right. Well, uh, yeah, I hope you liked it. My last of my murder story. I've got a listener mail. Would you like to hear that? I would love to hear it. This one comes from our podcast brother, Brad, oh. from the Killin' Missin' Hidden podcast. Brad Loaf. And uh, Brad, I'm going to be completely honest with you. I didn't read this before putting this in here, so it better be good. It's going to be a wild ride. Otherwise, you're canceled. Coming for you. Everyone leave Brad one star if this is bad. (laughs) Brad, Brad, no. (laughs) Okay, so he writes, fellow podcasters, I'm listening to your Fox Sisters episode, and I must share a story with you. That was a while back. It was. A while back. Thanks for bringing her back. You talked about running the fake medium grift. I had an idea along that line years ago that I didn't pursue only because my wife refuses to let me be a terrible person. It's probably, it's probably for the best, Brad. Yeah. That's (laughs) the only thing keeping you from being a terrible person. (laughs) Wow. He continues. She's the worst. And then in parentheses, JK, I adore her. Yeah, we know you're a wife guy. Back when I was a real attorney, a Hispanic gentleman made an appointment and met me about a lawsuit a breach of contract action. See, this dude had hired a specialist to perform a service at a hefty fee, I believe $10,000 in cash, and the specialist did not perform. Okay. A specialist? A self-described witch doctor. Like, not a back alley witch doctor, but a dude who ran prominent advertisements in the local Hispanic newspaper. (gasps) Walter Mercado. Walter Mercado. The king of Alabama witch doctors. He had the headdress, loved to kill animals and throw their blood around, and tons of incense. Full-on witch doctory. So, my buddy here hires the witch doctor, $10,000 in cash, can't emphasize that enough, to to perform some sort of flashy magic spell to convince the spirits to bring his wife back to him. Oh. That's... If you know anything, dude, you, you can't do that in magic. That's the number one no-no. You just yeah. can't do that. His wife had... Oh, she's not dead. She's not dead. She's alive. She she's just alive. doesn't love him anymore. <laughs> His wife had run off... Well, that's a no-no, too. Love spells. You don't want them. His wife had run off with another man, and there was... And this was the solution the man came up with to win her back. Give her the 10000 Be like, go on a date with me. Just one date. She'll do it for $10,000. <laughs> Not make himself better, not apologize or try to woo her, have a random dude in a feathery headdress kill a chicken and dance in its blood. I guess this was his his option sure. to try to get, bring her back. I mean, it's reasonable. Shockingly, seriously prepare yourself for this, the poultry side did not win back the wife. What? She remained with her new lover. Did they try to mail her the dead chicken? I, he doesn't say. Aww. I'm assuming probably not. Would have worked. This man was so angry he decided the witch doctor must pay in the form of a lawsuit. I eventually convinced the man that most people will view his loss of money as a form of stupid tax. <laughs> Plus, there was no breach of contract. The witch doctor performed the, the ritual. If we don't force medical doctors to guarantee good outcomes... How can we force a witch doctor to a higher higher standard? <laughs> Honestly, yeah, that's true. true. Yeah. Plus, I didn't want to sue the guy and wake up with toad-like skin or a monkey's tail. Good choice. <gasps> yes. Good choice. That's a chance I wasn't willing to take. I'm far too pretty. He's very pretty. Brad, beautiful. you're beautiful. 
You're beautiful. But naturally, I saw a business opportunity here. I struggled to get clients to pay me $1,500 to get them out of a DUI, but this showman is taking $10,000 to perform a magic show? Sign me up. So I developed a plan to make myself a new age spiritual guru. I'm not slicing the throats of chickens. And advertise. Then I could use my powers to counsel people to, you know, not do crazy things like hire witch doctors, maybe offer some comfort in the form of advice from the spirit world. Again, sadly, my wife didn't see the genius of my plan. She adamantly refused to let me give my idea a shot. I sometimes am haunted in my dreams by the hundreds of thousands of dollars left uncollected because my wife didn't want me to pursue my dreams. I didn't mean to burden you with my tales of woe, but I felt compelled to share. I wish you much success in your spiritualistically fraudulent endeavors. As always, love y'all. Keep up the awesome work. Brad from Killin' Missin' Hidden Podcast. Oh, Thanks for that, Brad. Thanks, Brad. That was a fun story. That was super fun. Um, if any of you have been to a witch doctor or maybe your significant other won't let you be a witch doctor, either way, <laughs> we want to hear about it. You can write to us at quiteunusualpod at gmail.com or you can always slippery slide into our DMs on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, that's kind of it. I think that's all we're checking it's, lately. Yeah. I mean, do we have anything else? Nah. But we also have a Patreon. So if you guys want to come chill with us on there it's just patreon.com slash quite unusual pod so good also if you want to send us like i don't know maybe like a cursed item or like a feather or like a little love note or something or like maybe you just got some teeth extracted and you don't know what to do with them really want teeth so you put we we want your teeth we want your teeth we want your teeth put them in an envelope and send them to p.o box 1212 in des plaines illinois 60017 and we will add them to our tooth box yeah, baby. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we will. Um, and as always, <laughs> remember to celebrate the strange. And keep it unusual. Bye. Bye. Send us your fucking tea. And this is the part of the show where we give support. I'm so sorry. I'm so stupid. I'm so not worthy. What are you even doing? Let me just start it over. That's how unworthy I am. My brain doesn't even work anymore. Oh boy. Well, if you know, even though I don't know, this is the part of the show where we give praise to the all-knowing leaders, the supporters of the podcast, and the all-around benevolent beings that choose to pay our monthly electric bills. To Tim M., the wizard who was supposed to take Harry Potter's place at Hogwarts, but instead got into University of Miami. Party school. Nice. Nice, very nice. Evan K., a can of corn that became animated when witch's spell went rogue. Luckily, they already loved slicing people's ankles with their open, rusty Mm. cans. So, so much closer to the ground now. Mm. It's probably better anyways. And dangerous. KTT, who is currently working on a re-envisionment of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but instead of chainsaws, a lot of toothpicks. Hmm. Mm. Don't know if that's going to take off. Back to the drawing board on that one. I mean, toothpicks can be rather painful. Stick them in people's eyes. Ah, oh my god. (coughs) Ew. Visceral reaction to that. 
Adam Kay, a psychic medium who uses their powers only to tell when one will burn their lips on too hot of a pizza roll. Mm. I wonder if that works on bagel bites, too. What about heart pockets? Oh, that would be very helpful. Mm. John S. They call John S. the lobster boy, too. But only because he, like, really, really loves to eat lobster rolls. Do you think he knows that lobsters are adult shrimp? Mm. Well, now he does. Well. To Caitlin R., who was born to be the queen of the spider realm. She has eight legs, eight feet, and an affinity for designer heels. I'd love to see her closet. Mm, I'd love to borrow those heels, Caitlin. Alex C. Body swapped with a squirrel just to see what it was like. Unfortunately, their short-term memory has caused them to forget how to change back. Ew, sad. But adorable. So cute. So cute. Also, Alex C.'s body's just running around hiding nuts everywhere. Mm. It's problematic. It's problematic. And finally, to Jeff S., who knows all of the secrets of the universe, but he's not telling. Tell us, Jeff S., tell us! He won't do it! Thank you to all of our coven members on Patreon. Without you, we are nothing. We're nothing. We're not worthy. We, are not we don't worthy. know any secrets of the universe. We the only thing we know is about how shrimp once become a lobster. See, how it works is when a shrimp starts to grow up, right, it turns into a crab. And then it has all those little legs. And then anyways, why are you, why are you telling me to stop talking? Oh, what I'm you so, I was just, uh, no, no reason at all. I don't I just, do, they, do they care? Do they really care about this part? You're right. I've already explained it. Do you know what? We're not worthy of continuing this conversation. We're not. We're not worthy. Bye.